Childbirth is the most common reason for hospitalization in the United States, and C-sections are the most common major surgery that any American will undergo. C-sections are on the rise. In 2018, 32% of all births in North America were C-sections, up from just 24% in 2000. And in the majority of countries, including the United States, the C-section rate is well above the recommended 10 to 15% rate. According to Robbie Davis Floyd, an American reproductive anthropologist, C-sections are so prevalent because of something that she calls the technocratic model of birth. Davis Floyd believes that our sense of national identity is grounded in our technology, and that as a result, mothers feel they're entitled to perfect babies and safe births. In this podcast, I want to look a little bit further into the technocratic model of birth. Specifically, I want to look at income and class. I also want to look at healthcare in our country, particularly around the Medicare for All debate that's taking place in the Democratic presidential primary. In order to do this, I came up with these two research questions. First, how do income and class in the United States affect a person's ability and likeliness to get a cesarean section? Second, how does the nature of the for-profit healthcare in the United States affect the state of cesarean sections in our country? There's a massive debate over healthcare and politics right now, namely between Bernie Sanders' single-payer system and the so-called more moderate public option. Both systems are aiming to tackle the issue of 30 million Americans being uninsured and the resulting problems that affect people differently based on how capable they are of paying for healthcare. As for C-sections, there's a notion that with the status quo healthcare system in the United States, doctors are encouraged to recommend a C-section because they cost more and they're quicker than vaginal births, so logically they're more profitable. We also know that doctors are more likely to recommend C-sections around lunchtime and the end of the day, suggesting that doctors already base their recommendations on convenience. Whether this notion is true is something I'll be examining, but if doctors really do give C-sections in order to make more money, it'll be just one more example of how the middle and lower classes are particularly vulnerable under the current healthcare system in the United States. The role of private medicine in this is central. Brazil's C-section epidemic, as it's sometimes referred to, is the product of both culture and money. First, let's look at a case study of Brazil from the 1980s. In 1980, Brazil's C-section rate was over 30%, and the country's largest health insurer recognized that that was too high. So, to lower the rate, they implemented a really interesting policy. Even though C-sections costed more, they made the reimbursement fee for doctors the same for vaginal and cesarean deliveries. The results of the policy were mixed. While C-section rates didn't actually decline, the study found that income played a central role in whether mothers had a C-section, with the C-section rate ranging from 19% among the poorest mothers to 47% among the richest. Now, there were some other factors that impacted this, such as the number of prenatal checkups, but what was truly mind-boggling was that 33% of low-risk mothers had a C-section, compared to just 27% of high-risk mothers. Thus, the study concluded that the main reasons for undertaking cesarean sections were financial and not medical. I want to talk to the hospitals 
who are, is where most of these births take place, and I want to talk to them in the language they understand. Money. So the Brazilian study showed us that financial reasons are some of the main driving forces behind whether or not people get a C-section. Now, let's take a look at a second study, this time in an environment where the economic benefits of C-sections and vaginal births for doctors are not equal. This study looked at 8,000 births financed by private insurance in California between 2004 and 2011, and it tracked the difference between expected prices for cesarean and vaginal deliveries. The results of the study affirmed the notion of doctors giving C-sections for profits. When the expected difference in price between C-section and vaginal delivery increased by one standard deviation, the doctor was 12% more likely to administer a C-section. And if the doctor was a hospital-exclusive physician, the doctor was 31% more likely to deliver via C-section. This is an issue that hurts lower and middle-class mothers more than wealthy ones. No one should be given medical advice with a hidden objective of making money. And even worse, we shouldn't be living under a healthcare system that promotes it. What a Medicare for All program does is finally provide in this country health care for every man, woman, and child as a right. Finally, let's examine a third study which looked at over 100,000 births in the Evelines region of France between 2008 and 2014. This study acknowledged the fact that women from higher income groups are better equipped to choose whether they would have a cesarean and sought to figure out why. The results of the study identified various key factors around C-sections that money impacts besides just the cost of the operation. Namely, it found that prenatal education is one of the best predictors for whether a woman will get a C-section, which is directly tied to income. Prenatal education also impacts a lot of the other parts of the childbirth, such as the mother's emotional well-being, birth anxiety, self-efficacy, and fear of childbirth, each of which can impact the success of the delivery. So if a mother can't afford quality prenatal education, she's likely going to be worse off in each of these categories. While the amount of money you have shouldn't determine your capability to have a C-section, it definitely shouldn't dictate your emotional well-being while you're having one, or your preparedness to do so. We pay a good 50% more for cesarean deliveries than we do vaginal deliveries. The financial differential is bigger for the hospital. In conclusion, the impact of money on C-sections goes far beyond the cost of the operation and whether a mother can pay for it. It's clear that financial reasons drive decisions behind whether to administer C-sections and that a healthcare system that incentivizes profits over people only makes it worse. Moreover, the financial issues surrounding C-sections disproportionately hurt the lower and middle class. Without removing the inequitable and adverse healthcare system, these problems aren't going to be solved. Now, this podcast isn't just one big endorsement of Medicare for All. In fact, many countries that have universal healthcare still struggle with high cesarean rates. But it is a reminder that we have to keep in mind that currently, money is the driving factor behind the healthcare we receive, whether we know it or not. <laughs>